welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody at home, and welcome. This is Punch It! Writing in Star Trek. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as always, is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt, we have a great show in store for the listeners today. Not only for the listeners, but also for each other, because I think this is going to be a wild, wild ride. And this is conjoining (laughs) two things that I think that we love and a lot of people hate, and vice versa, honestly. I think this is going to (laughs) be... You're right. Dare I say a bastardization of two things that either you love and or hate because what we're doing today is we are tr- we're doing a what if scenario like it, it it's not necessarily a what if actually no I guess you could call it a what if because what we're doing is is we're taking the template that is Star Trek 5 the final frontier Don't turn this directed- off. Don't turn this off. <laughs> Don't turn it off directed by Billy Shatner and it you is You call him Billy. It is a what if scenario of what if the Voyager cast <laughs> did Star Trek V? Did Star Trek V? What yes. if the Voyager cast did Star Trek V? So, like you said, some people hate Voyager, some people hate Star Trek V. Do two hates make a love? <laughs> it's this is something that I feel like this movie gets so much hate, and and the reason why I'm I'm, I'm bringing it up is because I think Voyager gets so much hate as well. Exactly. Now, we love Voyager. Everybody who listens to this show ought to know that. Yes, they should know that. Like, if this is your first time listening, we used to host a show devoted entirely to Star Trek Voyager, and we did almost 200 episodes of yeah, that. And years. And for four years. And so we know Voyager inside and out, but we also know that it has its flaws and its following is smaller than the other shows. Like it's not as big as TNG or Deep Space Nine, but we love it. We appreciate it. And so there's some people who will tune into this podcast and go like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then meanwhile, we know that we've got a crowd saying, oh, yes, please bring it. And so this yeah. one is for you. Now, Star Trek Five. yeah, it gets a lot of hate. A lot of it, I gotta say, is warranted. It's definitely a movie with some flaws. Does it deserve all the hate that it gets? Well, eh, I'm kind of 50-50 on that. It, it's not my favorite Star Trek movie whatsoever. There's certainly some gems in it, though. I don't hate all of it. How about you? I don't. I know. I don't. I don't hate all of it either. Like I um, I used to watch this a lot growing up. Like before the internet, I I I watched it. It was just like, oh, okay, you know, like that's it's a Star Trek movie. I got to see, I got I got to see Spock. I got to see Kirk. I got to see McCoy. You know, like all all of my favorite cast members. Like I I watched all of them when I was a kid, and this was just one in the set of six that I had available to me. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And so, but it wasn't until I went online where it's just like, oh my god, people hate this movie. Like it, like I didn't. <laughs> hate the movie i was just kind of like oh that's probably the least good of the set you know? I gotta, well especially after you've had two three and four going off of that massive wonderful trilogy that it is yeah five was bound to be a letdown but then all the production problems that they had the fact that this mm-hmm. is william shatner directing it is his very first outing as a director correct 
I do believe so, yeah. So you put that into the mix, and yeah, I mean, on a certain level, Star Trek V does have hot mess written all over it. Oh, yeah, and for anybody who uh, wants to know more about the behind the scenes, uh, Shatner wrote a book about his time, not specifically with Star Trek The Final Frontier. I can't remember which one it's in. I think it's called Star Trek Memories. I think it's. I think that's the name of the book, Star Trek Memories. Is it Star and Trek Movie Memories? Thank you, yes, Star Trek Movie Memories, yes. And that is a fascinating book to read, especially if you're a Star Trek fan, obviously. But it is, it is so great from a filmmaking perspective, what actors go through, what writers and producers go through. It's just really great filled with behind the scenes knowledge. And I love that stuff. And it's it's really sad because Shatner started out with the best intentions. Obviously, he loves the franchise. He, he loves Kirk. And he wanted to make a great Star Trek movie. And it's just, it was a comedy of errors of all the stuff that just stopped working and didn't work. And, and uh, it was just, it was, it's really sad when you hear it from his perspective about what he went through to get it made and then how it ultimately just fell flat. Right. Yeah, I don't think anybody who aims to make a movie ever says, oh, you know what, if this one's a failure, so be it. No, everybody always aims to make a good movie. It's just that there's a lot of moving pieces that make these sorts of productions happen, and some are winners, some are not. And for those of you who, if it's been a long time since you've seen Star Trek V, here is the description. When a renegade Vulcan captures the Federation, Klingon, and Romulan ambassadors on Nimbus III, the planet of galactic peace, it can only mean one thing. The vacation is over. Captain James T. Kirk and the crew of the new Starship Enterprise A are pressed back into service to come to the rescue. But when the Vulcan has a prior association with Spock, it allows him to seize control of the Enterprise and put it on course for the center of the galaxy, where he and his followers believe they find the place from which creation sprung. That makes this movie sound really freaking good. <laughs> oh, it's amazing what you can do with the description. And here's the <laughs> thing, like there's some great things about it. I mean, I, I really like Cybok. I like his ability to process and analyze pain and deal with emotion. I feel I feel like that aspect of the movie is really great. I really love the 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 friend scenes, like the campfire scenes yes, and yes. people all together. Um I hate how the Enterprise was falling apart, even though it's brand new. I was just like, really? <laughs> You're going to do this? This is not funny. And um, I hate, I mean, I, I'm one of those people who was just like, we had to make it God. Like, you, you had to go and find God. Of course. Of course. Cybok couldn't just be this wayward cult leader. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it aimed really high and fell short it really and, did and, and at least it does that you know like at least it tried to do something crazy at least it tried to say something and do something and it missed the mark but right. i always give movies credit that try to do something but it doesn't mean that i excuse it but i'll give it credit <laughs> right i mean really at the heart of it it's trying to go for a very star trek message where, I mean, we're talking yeah. about one of the biggest issues of people's lives. God, what is it? Is God real? Do you believe in God? And if so, which God? <laughs> you know, and I think you, you sum it up in one line in Star Trek V where Shatner says, maybe God, and he gestures to his heart, is right here. Yeah, the human heart. Right. So, Star Trek message, definitely in there. <laughs> Can't fault so it for that. 
So with all that in mind, yes, let's go ahead and start with yeah. Voyager. So does I feel like it? We have to do it as if they're in the Delta Quadrant, right? Because I think we kind of have to. So my my first question to you is: Do we want to break this down scene by scene, starting chronologically? Or do we want to go for the bigger points and then work down the details from there? I think let's go bigger. Let's talk about concept. Let's talk about, you know, like okay. I, I think we could go scene by scene. But really, I think that let's let's find the biggest beats and figure out how we would voyagerize them. Okay. So then we just need to keep talking about God. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I kind of want to maybe... Mm, tone this down a little bit to where whoever the Cybot character is maybe is what I just said a moment ago, like a wayward cult leader, but has such a following and maybe a couple Voyager crew members kind of get caught up into it. I like that idea of like where people on Voyager are just like, no, this guy's making a lot of sense. Because right, like, that's, this guy's for real. He relieved my danger. pain. Yeah, absolutely. That is 100% the danger of of cult leaders like that is that they're they're usually charismatic they make a yes. lot of sense and like when you're right in front of them like they can really turn your turn your thoughts on it on its head and really kind of confuse you because like when you look at it objectively and when you're removed from the situation like when you're watching a documentary or something you're like how do these jerks ever fall for this but when you're in the presence of someone who is truly charismatic it can be very sweeping and, oh, um, absolutely. and frightening at the same time. Yes. Successful cult leaders program their followers into such an eventually isolated way of thinking that that's how they control them. So, so thinking about this, the first thing that sticks out in my mind with the Voyager crew is you already have, a, at least in this aspect, a vulnerable population, which is going to make them prone possibly to a cult leader. And that is the insecurity of whether or not they're ever going to get home and see their loved ones. So when do we make this while they're in the Delta Quadrant? So basically, this is always the question when we deal with Voyager is, do we do it with Kess or do we do it with Seven? (laughs) (laughs) Very good question. Which era do we want to go for? Hmm. I feel like Kess would be more interesting because she would have much more of an emotional reaction to what's going on. And Seven would have much more of an analytical um, way of thinking about it. Like, I don't right. feel like she would be swayed by this leader whatsoever, but Kess would have the potential of being swayed. Right. Um, I kind of like that angle where what if Kess is one of the first people persuaded into this person's uh, way of thinking? And maybe that puts Neelix on some edge, like where maybe we're going to go real early where they're still together, but then he gets swept up in it too. I like the idea of going early because the idea is still really fresh in their minds of when are we going to get home? And maybe right. this guy is able to do something about that. Like, actually, okay. Okay, let's let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a b- little bit about it. Okay. Let, let's go back to the major beats here. So the individual. So let's focus on the individual. What is this person? Who is this person? And what does he want to do? Like in the in the original film, he's the, the br- half-brother of Spock. And he wants to find God, and he needs a starship, and his shtick is getting people to confront their pain and have a catharsis to release it. That's a lot to unpack right there. Yes. So, do we keep an individual who, 
Like, I think we need to keep an individual who needs to commandeer Voyager. I think that's his thing, is that, like, I need Voyager for X reason. And I have a talent that allows me to do Y. So I think that's what we need to break it down. What is what is he trying to accomplish, and how does he accomplish it? Good question. Do we also need to determine maybe who this person is? Let's not make him Tuvok's half-brother. I think we can go away from the Vulcan thing. <laughs> But you know, um, if we want to have a family connection, what if this is a distant ancestor of Neelix? Uh, Not an ancestor, but uh, a distant relative. Uh, or, I mean, maybe that's a complete farce. I don't know if I want to go the Neelix angle. I'd rather. <laughs> okay, you don't want to bastardize Neelix like that. I I, I don't. I, I kind of want to leave. I want to leave Neelix alone in this one. Um, okay, and, that's fair. and you know I like Neelix, but yes. I feel like it would be a little weird because it would be then all of a sudden it's heavily focused on Neelix, and I don't think it needs to be. Um, maybe okay, it's that's not fair. a family connection. What if it's someone that they? What if it's their first passenger post Neelix and Kess? where they pick somebody up and he's actually with them for a little bit of time. Hmm, okay. Maybe with the promise that he knows some things about, like, oh, I don't know, there's a wormhole here and I can take you to it or something where he is helping Voyager on its mission home, tapping into that. Does that make any kind of... Well, I was was mainly thinking, like, he's... Like, the, all the time in Voyager, one thing that they always do is just, like, they start the episode and they're just like, oh, well, we've uh, we've picked up Arturus. And, uh, you know, he's we're helping him to his destination and he, he, he can help us along with this. Like, I felt like, what if it's something basic like that where... Um, okay. Like, he's just he's hitching just a like, ride. He's hitching a ride. He's on the ship. And, th- like, he's he's along the way. Uh, he's just like, oh, I just need to get to... It, it's, I'm totally on your course uh, can you take me here? And it's a uh, what if the 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 where he wants to go, where he wants to go is we don't know this right away, but like there's it's kind of like the galactic barrier where no one's been able to cross it. It's kind of weird, and um, like they know that he wants to go there, but they're just like they're just like okay, well uh, like here you go, like we'll we'll drop you off at the nearest uh, outpost and we'll be on our way. And unbeknownst to them. He, he has secret plans to commandeer Voyager because he thinks that Voyager is the only ship with its Starfleet technology that can um, get through the barrier. Right. Maybe Voyager is his only hope to actually make this happen. So right. he seizes That's what I'm the thinking. opportunity. Love it. That's great. And so like maybe it's a long voyage. It's going to take like two weeks or something like that. Uh-huh. And so he has, a long, um, he has a longer amount of time to work on the crew than Cybok did. So yes. he doesn't have to be as aggressive as Cybok. I think he can be a little bit more, um, a little bit more s- subtle. Yes, which is great for an audience perspective, where maybe this seems like a really friendly and nice guy. And hey, mm-hmm. it's too bad you can't be a part of the crew permanently. And then we'd uh, totally turn and make him an evil. Oh my God, get this guy off the ship right now! Now, are we deviating too much from? I don't think so. From the plot. Because no. I'm like, do we need the campfire scene? Do we need the <laughs> well, the I, Nimbus 3 scene? You know, like that kind of thing. Because you know, Nimbus 3 is a big portion of the movie. You're right. And I, that's kind of where I've got a bit of a roadblock. Like, what would be the Delta Quadrant? What have you got? You've got an idea. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think like, what if that's how the 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 movie starts? It's just straight up. It's it's not like oh, like we don't have to do the, the idea where they need to gather everybody, where like not every nobody's on vacation because it's Voyager, um, but like. <laughs> Uh, there's someone who's calling for help. Like, there's a distress, a distress call on a planet, and and Voyager's like, well, I mean, let's let's go check it out. And it's Nimbus three, you know, uh, but in the Delta Quadrant, whatever. Um, <laughs> Delta Nimbus and, three. Yeah, Delta Nimbus three, and there are people on this planet who are being held hostage um, by an individual, and it's a. And so, like, they're they're saying, like, there's the you know this person's a madman, you know, like he's he's captured us and he's trying to like I don't know he's trying to do X Y and Z. So they go and it's this they're just like, well, we have to help them, and like people are just like, well, it's not our it's not our deal, like, you know, like what about right. the prime directive? And they're just like, eh, you know, it's it's fine. It's it they have warp capability, and and they're like, oh well, this is actually this is oh this is one of the few. Uh, planets in this sector that actually has warp capability so that's uh, that's that's great that we can actually intervene and help because of the prime <laughs> directive and that's uh-huh. the reason why our individual is there because it's one of the few warp capable um uh civilizations in the sector and unbeknownst to them they do the rescue and it's crazy it's great um maybe somebody does a little fan dance like uhura and <laughs> i'm trying to imagine who that might be <laughs> Neelix. Um, oh, 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 oh. You but, had to put that imagery in everybody's head. You're welcome. They do the rescue, and it goes differently than in the movie. Like, their rescue, they succeed, they win, but um, they, uh, they think that the individual who took them hostage, because they never saw his face, uh-huh. is dead. They think that he died in the raid. Okay, but, made it look that way. But in actuality, our individual, let's just call him Cybok. Um, okay. Our Cybok, like, pretends to be a traveler and, like, actually connects with Janeway. Oh, man, and, what a sociopath. And says, like, hey, like, I've, you know, like, my, my ship has been destroyed because of this guy. I have no way to get off this planet. I'm just a traveler. Where are you going? Are you going anywhere near this? And Janeway's like, yeah, absolutely. Actually, we are. This is totally not off our path. We can, we can take you. Like maybe he he's he's kind in some way. He helps them in some way. Sure. And so Janeway's a little bit more lenient to say like, yeah, we can give you passage. We're not a passenger ship, but we can give you passage. And the fact that he's so personable makes this seem easy peasy. Yeah. They're not even going out of their way to help him. It's just along the way. Why not just drop him off? Exactly. And so the audience doesn't know that Cybok was the the crazy person who held up Nimbus 3. Yeah. I think oh, that's like so that way it'll be a surprise later on instead of just like oh this guy's no no good. Now, how are we going to find out about that down the road, do you think? I think when he actually takes over Voyager. I think okay. that's when like so like Jane Wichicote and a third person that we have that we haven't figured out yet because we need the I think we need the Kirk Spock and McCoy dynamic. We want that tree. Well, that's one of the brighter spots of Star Trek 5 and I would hate to lose that. So what if it's Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok? I think that's good. That's great. That's great. So Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok. So they're the ones who, like, they're starting to see, you know, like, Cybok's interacting with the crew. Everybody loves him. Um, But there's a few people who are acting kind of weird and kind of suspicious because as they get closer, people are acting weirder and weirder. And we, 
the audience is starting to see that more and more, but it's still kind of a mystery to Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok. And, right, okay. And so I think I think it could I think we could keep the whole pain thing, like show me your pain. I I, I really want to keep that because I love that. And we know so much about the Voyager crew that we know about Neelix's pain with uh-huh. his homeworld uh and the war. And um we know about uh, we know about Chakotay and Balana's pain because of the Maquis. Right. And Kes. Tom's Kess and like Tom's pain with his father. Sure. Kess losing like, her father was the first thing that came to my mind for that. Which absolutely. would I think easily get her tapped in and yeah, maybe he's just got these massive cro- crowds gathering, like say in the mess hall. And they just yeah, keep like, getting bigger and bigger and people are just listening and getting sucked in and that's what's got Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok suspicious. Like, okay, this guy yeah. has a lot of charisma. Is this really okay, though? Because they have that weird feeling. Like, yeah, I love that idea where, like, he's in the mess hall and he's just kind of, like, talking with one person. And then at the end of lunch, there's, like, ten people there who are just listening to him talk. And uh-huh. he, it, he's he's cracking jokes. He's, you know, like, everybody loves him. He's just like, oh, Cybox, great. And then a couple of times go by and all of a sudden he's hosting, like, symposiums in the mess hall. Right. Where, like people go to sit and listen to him speak. Yeah, and maybe people are even skipping duty shifts, not even realizing how much time has gone by. And maybe that, maybe that's the catalyst to really arouse some suspicion. Like, okay, wow, this dude has a major hold on people. And Tuvok and Chakotay are the ones that bring it to Janeway's attention because Tuvok yeah. and Chakotay would not abide duty shifts and everything, like being missed and everything like that. And so, right. um, and so they. Uh, I, 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 this is a, this might be a little weird, but like, what if there's a way to get one-on-one time with Cybok and like, um, where he's like, maybe he says he's like, I no like, I I guess what I, what I'm trying to say is like the crew can have one-on-one time. Like they go and see him speak, but he also will meet with you individually because he, uh, he's, he kind maybe he sells himself as kind of a therapist where oh sure yeah he's just like he's like well he's like you know like you guys are lost you guys are on your own you know you have no one to talk to and like let me like you can come and talk to me and um and like maybe that was a plus point you know at the beginning because jane we even janeway has said like they wish that they had a counselor for this trip right because like they these people are dealing with abandonment with um with a survivor's guilt with you know so many different things and what if cyborg is just like i can totally help let me help and he does help at the beginning but then it starts getting crazier and crazier like you said totally. and so everyone yeah. who has one-on-one time with him f- like walk out lighter and just like oh my god i feel so great and ever you should you need to go see cyborg like yep. all he does yep. is talk with you and and you feel a hundred pounds lighter you know like something like that yeah, like, this guy is for real. You've got to try this. That one-on-one session has changed my life. The cult begins. Right, right. Oh, and... man. Yeah, okay. Now, do we have a moment with our top three where, like, with McCoy, his moment was dealing with his father's death. Do we have a Janeway moment or a Chakotay moment or a Tuvok moment? And if so, which one? I feel like I... I immediately want to do Janeway, Janeway's moment because we know about her backstory because of the Jerry Taylor written um, novel You're Mosaic. You're thinking what I'm thinking. Oh my God. But, but 
even like because for those of you who haven't read the novel, there's a moment where her her father and her fiance dies. Yes. And I'm sorry that I just spoiled it for you, but the novel is <laughs> very old. It's 20 something years old. If you've not read it by now, shame, shame, shame on you. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Here's the um, thing. I but love yeah. the idea of tapping into her because she's got such guilt behind her, but she has to have the Shatner, I need my pain line 100% that is exactly where I was going is that like she has great pain to go to just like Shatner did with his son dying right like that's immediately what you want to go towards and see um but so I feel like we have to go with Chakotay and and his relationship with his father and his home world and or maybe the knowledge that um you know like maybe like we have a moment where um like he's holding a brother in arms and with Maquis or something like a Maquis raid goes wrong and that just a lot of people died. Something that no one has ever known about. Like maybe Janeway didn't even know about it where she's like, you never told me that. He's like, I've never told anybody. Ooh. But then you know what I want to see is Janeway kind of like shaking Chakotay after that experience and saying, come back to your senses, man. I need yeah. you with this. Now, what do we do with Tuvok? Because Spock and McCoy both had a moment. Right. I kind of feel like Tuvok, meanwhile, is tapping somehow into Cybok's mind. And maybe he uncovers the fact that he was the guy holding the hostage situation. I like that idea. I like that idea where he kind of pushes it back to him. Where like maybe Cybok didn't know that Vulcans were um, telepathic. Yeah. I like that so much. And then the truth will come out. And then the yeah. jig is up. And suddenly, though, Cybok is a threat. And they've put them in this weird place. <laughs> and what are we going to do with this guy now? Well, actually, if we if we follow the plot a little bit closer, I think this is when they already know that Cybok is a threat. Because Cybok has taken over the ship by the time they have the I need my pain moment. This is true. He's got such a following amongst the members of the crew. So I think it's Jane Winchicote and Tuvok like running around trying to take the ship back and then they get cornered in that office and then Cyborg is just like, come on guys, like let me, it's okay, like yeah. let me, let me Let's do my talk. thing. And, but they still don't know that he was the one who, uh, who caused all that damage on Nimbus 3. But like your idea of having Tuvok kind of throw it back at him, throw his mental capacity back at him, that's when they discover like, oh my God, you were lying to us this entire time. Entire we're time. Fools. And here's what's really happening. Yes. And I love the idea of Tuvok kind of working behind the scenes incognito just a little bit, not really showing his hand because that's a very Tuvok thing to do. And I love it when Tuvok plays investigator. Yes. And so they get thrown into the brig and... Um, I think Belana breaks him out just like Scotty did. <laughs> does she do SOS? <laughs> yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, like I, or like Morse she code? does the whole the whole. Oh, it's something that we did in the Maquis days. You know, like that's of how we spoke to each other. Yeah, <laughs> but I dig it. Yeah, Chakotay's gonna get tapped into that. Like, so, do we have some anger between Chakotay and Janeway, like we did with Kirk and Spock? There probably should be some friction, maybe. So, what would Janeway be mad about? Because, like, there was a moment in Star Trek Five where. Uh, Spock refuses to kill Cybok. Yeah. And is there a moment where we kind of do that, where Chakotay had the opportunity to do something and he chose not to? Possible. Or is she just angry because... Is she just angry because he never told her about that certain thing that happened in his past? That seems a little petty. It's Well, especially for early Janeway and Chakotay. Yeah. If it were maybe like post-resolutions... Or something like that, where they spent all that time on that planet and he never brought this up, really. I could understand that, maybe. 
But nah, that seems unlikely here. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so there's gotta maybe be do we, do they have to be at odds with one another? Do, I mean, I guess they don't. They don't have to be. I I did like the friction, but I guess it, it's it started. It ended pretty quickly in the movie. I kind of wonder if that's necessary here. It doesn't really seem to fit. I don't think so. Not with our story. So I think I think the three of them. Maybe we can have a different dramatic moment where Tuvok is trying to find a way out and Chakotay and Janeway are kind of talking to each other and Chakotay is just like, you know, he's just, he's like, I've never been able to let that go. I feel so different. And Janeway's just like, are you with me, Chakotay? Like, why didn't you tell me what's yeah. going on? So like that, we have that kind of drama instead of anger. I like that so much because she's his anchor now. She's bringing mm-hmm. him back and trying to figure out is he a lost cause or right. is he is with he a, her? Is he a zealot or is he is he with her? And of course, yeah. Chakotay's like, no, I'm here. I'm with you. Right, right, right. But they, I like having that heart-to-heart moment. Yeah, that's what two. we that's what we do in the brig instead of the, the anger. That's the fantastic. Anger Great. Okay. And so Balana breaks him out. And so they're on their way to the Great Barrier. And <laughs> right, whatever the equivalent is. So what... Is he trying to find God? What is he trying to find something else? Is he yeah. trying to find something more tangible? That's a good question. I mean, do we want to go there with the whole God angle? I don't know. It's so... <laughs> right? I'm really torn on it. Just because of the way the movie actually went, it kind of makes me want to shy away from that. But then what is the alternative? What is a good alternative? I wonder I wonder if we make it a situation of I'm spitballing here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some free association. So do it. Um not free association, uh stream of consciousness. So maybe there's something to do, like maybe he's trying to save someone. Like maybe he is like beyond the Great Barrier is a civilization and they're holding some of his people hostage. And, and like, he didn't think anybody would believe him that that's what he needed to do. Like, he's trying to free a section of people or a segment of people. And, like, once they get beyond the Great Barrier, Jane was like, why didn't you just tell us? Why didn't you say something? We could have helped you. We could have figured out a way. You didn't have to take over my ship and brainwash my crew. Um, something like that. Like, this is just an idea. Do you have something better? Like, is there, is this, <laughs> is this making you think at all? Um, I mean, maybe we it's already did the hostage or... thing earlier. So I'm kind that's of feeling true. like that's a repeat of what we've already seen that's going to get boring and people are going to say, that's why? True. That's kind of a hat on a hat, isn't it? Um, yeah, but you know what I do like about that is the whole, why didn't you just tell us the truth? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it really is as simple as this is his home. Uh, maybe he's a, a being like it's maybe with Voyager's technology being able to surpass the barrier most other ships can't maybe it just kills people on site but for whatever reason this civilization thrives in this environment whatever it is and i don't know he needed to make it bigger than it was because maybe he's tried this before and it ended up killing people what if i don't know know. i'm stuck man i know this i'm stuck too like this is what happens when you do it on the fly is that like sometimes you hit some snags with this one what if he, hmm. Yeah. This. What if he's someone like Q, where Ooh. he was 
he was trapped and it could hey maybe maybe it is q like maybe he is a q and he's trapped in a mortal body and so his powers are extremely limited to only uh. the into the personal and like in order like that's to get them into the continuum or maybe we remove the whole q thing but he's an advanced being that is trapped in a mortal body i don't want to go with the q angle I think that's, that's cool. way too dangerous. Totally cool. Totally uh, cool. I have another idea. Let me know what you think of this. And shoot me down if you hate it. What if he really does think that his god is on this planet because it's so insurmountable for most forms of technology to get past it? He wants to go meet his god. And then he's going to be so seriously let down, just like Cybok. I, I think... Um... I, th- I think we kind of need to go in that realm. I think because we're we're having such a hard time thinking of something else. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. what if what if he said like uh, what if he did his research, where um, I mean like he he did his research and when they get to the beyond the Great Barrier, um, he says he, they ask him why is he why is he so he's like fine we're here like why did you bring us here and he said he's like I want to find I want to find God and he, but he calls him by a different name. Like okay. he says, he's like, I want to find something or other. And they're like, what's something or other? And he's just like, he's like, well, Neelix, your people called it this. You called it A. Kess, your people called it the caretaker. Um, you're uh, like a, you know, like a Chakotay, your people called it something there. You know, like in Tuvok, it's just like your old, your ancients used to call it this. And Janeway, your ancestors not that long ago called it God, you know, like, or Jehovah or something like that. Yeah. And and so that's when Jane was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like she, <laughs> she just loses it. She's I would just love like, to see that face. What if, I mean, maybe this is too much. Maybe we don't even need this. What if this God, he gives a false promise to the Voyager crew that this God can get them home? I like that idea. Like she needs a reason. Where, like, she, I don't think intellectual curiosity, like, for Kirk, it was, hey, we're beyond the Great Barrier. I want to see what's out there. Janeway, I don't think would care. She's just like, you lied to me. I need to get my crew home. Of course, God is not there. But uh, he says, he's like, maybe God would be able to take you home. And then Tuvok kind of leans over to Janeway and says, like, okay, like, it's not God, obviously. But what if there is some advanced being or advanced civilization there that has technology better than our own exactly plus then if the crew is so dead set on this false promise it's like well what do we have to lose at this point because i mean if we don't get home we're not getting home either way whether whether we turn back or if this doesn't if, if, if it falls through yeah so why don't we just try and see what happens and so they go down and they check it out and i think it goes the same kind of way like you have um you have Janeway, you have Jakota, you have Tuvok, and you have Cybok, and everybody's watching, and everybody's on the bridge, and they go, and they take a shuttle, and and maybe, like, Chicote is a little bit more swayed, because he kind of wants to believe in a higher power, but uh-huh. maybe not necessarily in the way that um, most people do, like, with, like, a man sitting on a throne in the sky, but he, <laughs> yeah. he's, like... Like he wants to believe in he like he believes in something greater than himself. So he's a little bit easier to say like maybe this is something you know like maybe you know like this is maybe there's something to it. I mean like myth all have roots in some sort of truth and Ooh, and so you know he cool. kind of plays the McCoy character. Yeah, 
Chakotay is going to come at this from an emotional perspective. Tuvok's going to come from the logical, practical perspective. But they're like both going to corner Janeway into doing this. Right. Chakotay wants to know what's out there because it could be fantastical. Tuvok wants to know what's out there because of the technological aspects of it. Like, like maybe they can, can send us home. It's not God, but maybe it's that. And Janeway's just like, fine, I'm overruled by my first <laughs> right. officer and my yeah, security I officer. I mean, their primary mission is to get themselves home. Right. If there's a possibility that whoever's down there can help them with that, they've got to try. And Janeway is the one who says, like, what does God need with a starship? <laughs> so it's going to end up much the same way, right? Where this is not a godlike being, this godlike being, whatever it is, wants the starship to get a, the heck off of its planet. Mm-hmm. And then firefight ensues. Now, one big thing, there are no Klingons to come right. to the aid. I think it would just be Tom in a uh, in a shuttle that comes. <laughs> a la basics. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, just to simplify it, you know, just to, just to yeah. not add any more complications to it. But I think Cybok dies. I think it kind of goes that that same way where he's just like he's like show me your pain. It's like a, you know like he realizes that he's been duped. He realizes that he um, that this is not his god or anybody else's god. Yeah. Uh, this is just an advanced being who was marooned, and um, and then it it becomes clear that Tuvok's just like ah this this jerkoff's not going to help us. So um, <laughs> he might use different language. I don't know. Uh, oh, I, not necessarily. <laughs> and then Chakotay is disappointed, but immediately when he hurts Janeway, that's when he loses it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so then when all is said and done and they're all back on the ship, we've got to have that cathartic moment about what they've been through, the three of them. Yes, the three of them and everybody else. Like everybody gets together. Like maybe Neelix is just like, listen, we need to kind of, let's not forget what happened, but let's just remember that we're all family and that we, we're all in yeah. this together. Big party in the mess hall. Lots and of food, three. lots of drinks. Yeah. And uh, Chakotay kind of has that moment of, you know, like, you know, what if, what if it's, what if, not, what, what if nothing exists? You know, like, what if nothing is beyond this? Yeah. And Janeway's like, I've had too many experiences to completely say that nothing is beyond our understanding. Um, we may not, you know, like, we may not get it. it we may not, it may not be in a traditional sense of any kind of God that we know of, but there has to be something more. And, you know, I think that, I don't think she would say like God exists in the human heart. I just don't think that's very Janeway. Um, you don't think so? Because she I believes don't. in herself. She does believe in herself, but believing that a, a higher power exists within yourself is different. And yes, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it. I like the way you're putting it where she knows that there is stuff out in the universe. that's greater than the sum of their parts. Right. I think that's all that we're going to get out of Janeway, where she, Janeway is wise enough to understand that she doesn't know everything and that there's, there's, and she doesn't know what she doesn't know. And I think that's really all that she's saying. She's being motivational without actually saying anything. That's really good. And maybe Chakotay is a little surprised by that revelation, thinking she would just be, oh, no, 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 there is no God. I believe in science. That's it. That's all. I need to have actual proof of what's out there. So then maybe they kind of have their little, like that's another little bookend moment of, oh, I learned something new about you. Yeah. Yes. And, and Tuvok is you know, re- kind of remains unfazed. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> there's just some. I'm envisioning a s- semi-flirtatious line. Well, there's a lot you don't know about me, Chakotay. 
<laughs> and she walks off and then Tuvok raises his eyebrow and that's the end of the scene that's the end of the scene so yeah i think um this could easily be an episode i think you think you could condense it down to an episode? Like, I feel it would move really fast. Sort of like how we had two weeks with Tuvix. Um, but maybe yes. we could still get to the heart of the issue. Maybe it would be a good two-parter. I don't know. I think we could get it down to one, but if not a two-parter, I think this could be a... I think this would be good. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a feature-length movie, though. And, because... you know, what's interesting is I like what we've done here, but it removes the one thing that I love the absolute most about Star Trek V, and that's the campfire scenes. It's true. It's true. that Like both of us said that those were our favorite things, and we removed it because it just doesn't fit in Voyager. And sometimes you got to kill your darlings. And, <laughs> Indeed. And that's what it was. Because I, the reason why I feel like we could do it in one episode is because like we cut down the importance of Nimbus Three a great deal. Yes. We cut out the Klingons. We cut out the Enterprise doesn't work nonsense. Right. And so, like, they could be like, like the the episode starts, bloop, bloop, bloop. You know, like, hey, this there's a a distress call. Let's go check it out. They're right. there. Violence ensues. Cybox, like, can I get a ride? They say yes. They're out of Nimbus three, and then we have that whole two week Tuvix thing. Right. And then you the Great even, Barrier is the last act. You could even condense that down to like a little bit of a montage absolutely watching absolutely. his you know his sermon groups growing in numbers that sort of thing mm -hmm. and then we get to the heart of the action where things are going down yeah you know what <laughs> the more i think about it the more you point it out the more we could do this in one episode and that's fine now hypothetically hypothetically before we end the show i want to know would we have Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok actually going camping together like would Chakotay actually convince her to go camping before resolutions is no. she getting dragged or is it going to be a, a brocation where it's like Harry, Chakotay, and Neelix or something? I don't think there's any room for it. I don't I don't think any of it I'm would I'm not happen. saying put it in. I'm just saying hypothetically, oh. who would you put oh. on there if we had that scene? I think it would be, I think it would be a little bit of a boys club. Uh -huh. Kind of like when um, they got captured by the kids, the kid Borgs and they were playing poker. So it was Chakotay, uh -huh. Paris, Tuvok. Was it Tuvok? It was it was Chakotay, Paris, and Neelix and Kim. That's who it was. Chakotay, Paris, Neelix, and Kim. I think it would be the four of them on vacation together. And Neelix kind of wormed his way into it. <laughs> because he'll cook the food. That's the only reason why they let him go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think, I think the, the four beans. of them would be on vacation. I love it. <laughs> that Yeah, that scene immediately came to mind when I started, when I said the word brocation. It's like, okay, it's them. It's definitely yeah. them. Janeway's not going camping. Screw that. No. Tuvok's not gonna go. Um, nah. Kess isn't gonna go. Um, they all Bellana, got their taste. In that. I think Bellana has better things to do. Yeah, so I don't think. Although I could see Bellana going out hunting and bringing back some dead animal for them to cook over the fire. <laughs> I, and they're, I and everybody's like, nah, pass. We're we're good. Uh, I think that's too Klingon for for Bellana. It kind of is, and yet she does have that side. So I'm just saying that side. You know, if you're in nature, you tap into that sort of thing. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our uh, final frontier of Star Trek Voyager. And uh, if you like what we had to say, please let us know by going to the nerdparty.com slash contact. Select punch it from the drop-down menu. Fill out the form. It'll send us an email. You can also find us all over the place on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can also find us personally on Twitter. You can find me at the Insane Robin. And you can find me at Oh the Profanity. 
And if you do have the time, please leave us a review. If you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, if it's five stars, we will mention you on the show. You can leave us any kind of review you want, but five stars gets you a mention. Now, Shar, next week is going to be a blast. I don't even know what we're talking about yet, but it's going to be a blast because we're going to continue to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.